the phrase I want to look at today is level up, to level something up. Now, maybe many of you know this word, especially if you like video games, but I'm going to let you think about it. Think about what this means and I'll tell you the meaning at the end. So here's a sentence example. I'm looking to level up my English. Welcome to the Level Up English podcast, the best place to come to practice the English language, learn about the British accent and culture. With me, your host, Michael Lavers. Hello, English learners, and welcome back to episode 21. I am Michael, and I really can't believe we've made it to 21 already. That's I'm really proud. Very big number. Hopefully we can have many more. Um, I've got a lot of nice comments and emails from all of you recently. So I want to mention two of them to begin with. So I got a email from Alfie. He's from the Philippines. And he said, I've been an avid listener of your podcast channel since last month. I find your podcast interesting and I like how you encourage people to be confident with their English skills. And then he said a little bit more about you know, lots of good stuff for me. So thank you very much to Alfie. That's a very nice message. Really appreciate it. I also came on to my computer this morning and I saw a very nice podcast review as well. And this was on Apple Podcasts. And this is from Harry Weasley. So I guess this person likes Harry Potter, perhaps. So this person simply said, keep up the good work. The podcast is very helpful for all the learners of English. That's very kind of you. Oh, and I've just noticed that actually this person is also from the Philippines. So maybe it's the same person. So if that's the case, double thank you to you. Or maybe I've just got many fans in the Philippines. Either way, thank you very much. If you want to leave a review, of course, I'd be so happy. You can do that on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this podcast. Also, feel free to send me an email. So my email is info at ewmichael.com. I'd love to hear from you and let me know if you have any questions or maybe you just want to say hi. That would be great. I also want to remind you that if you want to read what I'm saying while I'm talking in the podcast, you can click on the transcript link in the show notes for this podcast. So go to the transcript and it will open up a document with everything that I'm saying. So if you want to improve your listening skills and maybe there's some words that I say that you just can't quite catch, look at the transcript and it should be very helpful for you, hopefully. So today I want to do something quite different. I want to talk a little bit about British culture, local British culture. And maybe this will inspire you to learn more about it, maybe even visit this region of England, or just improve your English. So hopefully this will be interesting for you to hear, because I think many people don't know what I'm going to tell you today. As well as that, it will just be good listening practice for you. So hopefully you can pick up some new words uh, while I talk. 
at the end of this story, at the end of this episode, we're going to look at a couple key words and talk about what they mean as well. So as you probably know, there are many, many accents in the UK. Of course, there is the Irish accent, the Scottish accent, but even in smaller regions, you will find just moving 50 miles or 100 kilometers or even less, you will notice the accent changing as you move through the UK. Sometimes each accent can be so different, it maybe sounds like a different language. But did you know there are actually more languages in the UK other than English? So this might be surprising to many people, but even today, people still speak these languages. So these are not English dialects, they have no real connection to English, they are different languages. Of course, I should mention as a disclaimer, if you come to the UK today, you will be able to speak English everywhere you go. So of course that will not be a problem. But depending on where you go, you might find people who can also speak their regional language. So it's always worth asking, maybe you could learn a little bit about that too. So some of these smaller regional languages in the UK include Scots, which is from Scotland, there's Welsh from Wales, Irish, Gaelic, and Cornish. So today I'm going to be talking about Cornish, the Cornish language. So just to jump into the history a little bit, English is known as a Germanic language. So that means it originally comes from Europe and other examples of Germanic languages are Dutch, German, Swedish, Norwegian, these kind of languages too. Cornish is known as a Celtic language. So Celtic regions include Scotland, Wales, Ireland, Cornwall and Brittany in France. So these areas are known as Celtic regions and each one has its own regional language, also known as a minority language. So it's not the main language here because of course that's English in the UK. The reason why I want to talk about Cornish today is because this is where I'm from. This is my home county. County is a region in the UK and it is the most southwestern county in the UK. So I will put a map up in the show notes for this podcast and it's the very very bottom left of the UK and I always say it's about six hours drive from London to give you some perspective but you can get here by train very easily too. So although I don't live in Cornwall at the moment this is where I grew up this is where my family is from but despite that neither myself or anyone I know we cannot speak Cornish because it's not such a popular language anymore. We'll get into that in a little bit. But I want to, want to try to give you some examples of Cornish phrases, just so you can see how different it is from English. It really has almost no similarity. And I might pronounce this very badly. But good morning, if you want to say good morning in Cornish, that is something like mitenda, mitenda. If you want to say goodbye, that is something like Du genis, And finally, very useful in any language, if you want to say where is 
the bathroom, where is the toilet? You might say something like Plemmer Ambisfar. Plemmer Ambisfar. So, as you can see, it's completely different from English. It doesn't sound anything alike. So now maybe we can share a little bit of the history of England and the history of the language in England too. So there was a time when the Romans ruled Britain. The Romans were in charge. But when the Roman Empire collapsed, the Anglo-Saxons invaded in the 5th century. So the Anglo-Saxons were people or tribes that came from mainland Europe. So they invaded from Europe and came to the UK. And this was a really, really big historical event. So it happened about you know, 1,500 years ago now. And we can thank their invasion for over half of the words in the English language today. It's also the time when many kind of government policies were started and culture that we still know today. And it was also the time when Christianity was established as a religion in the UK. So it was a very, very big turning point, a big change for Britain. So as the Anglo-Saxons came, they pushed the Celtic people further west. So the Celtic people were the people that originally lived in areas of England, areas of the UK. And they were pushed west by the invasion and throughout the Middle Ages, so the Middle Ages were the time between the 5th and the 15th century. So throughout these times, the Cornish were constantly fighting and battling with the Saxons. Even though they were connected to Britain, the Cornish were always seen as a separate race or separate nation, very different from their neighbours. So the Cornish had their own language, their own customs and culture. And there was even a Cornish rebellion in 1497. And although I don't know too much about this, it was unsuccessful. So I suppose Cornwall is a very small region and compared to the rest of England, it probably doesn't stand much chance of rebelling. So that was unsuccessful. But the Cornish people were always proud of being descended from the original British people and not the Saxon invaders. So they considered themselves as original British people. So in Cornwall, people spoke Cornish right up until the 18th century. But as the English language spread through religion and Christianity, the Cornish language declined, just like many languages do in the world today. The last native Cornish speaker died in the 18th century. But more recently, in the 20th century, in the last 100 years perhaps, people have been trying to bring it back and resurrect. Resurrect means bring back the Cornish language. So people are starting to learn it more and even it's sometimes being taught in schools as well in Cornwall. And in 2011, a census was done. A census is when you ask a population for an official number of something, like how many people speak a language or how many people are a certain age, for example. So after the census in 2011, it was found that 557 people spoke Cornish. 
So perhaps it's on the rise again. So I think I'm going to stop the history at this point because I don't want to go too long. You know, it's a little bit different from our normal podcast. So maybe for some of you, it may not be so interesting to hear about this, but I hope it is. I hope something in this has inspired you to learn more and maybe even visit the area. So as I said, Cornwall is the southwest county of the UK. And I may be biased, but I would highly recommend visiting if you ever come to England. Many people go to London and they don't see outside of London. But if you go down to Cornwall, you will find beautiful beaches, beautiful countryside. There There aren't really any big cities in Cornwall either. The biggest city looks kind of like a town, so it's a very small city. So if you have the chance, take the train down from London and have a visit in Cornwall. I'm sure you'll have a good time. On the show notes for this podcast, I will put a video, a link to a YouTube video of a lady speaking Cornish, just so you can get an idea of how it sounds. Of course, just like me, you won't understand it. But it might be interesting to hear just how different it is. In addition to that, I'll also put the map of these Celtic regions so you can see how maybe the Anglo-Saxons pushed these people west. So there's two things I want to think about at the end of this story today. So maybe two words that might be new. The first of these is globalization. Globalization. So globalization is the process in which the world is becoming more similar. So perhaps only a hundred years ago, or maybe more than that, there were very distinct cultures around the world who had little connection between each other. They didn't really talk much around the world at that time. And of course, travel was very difficult because it took weeks and weeks to go to a different country sometimes. But these days it's very different where cultures have been drawn together and now we have international corporations and people moving around the world and trading together and talking and living together. And we saw an example of globalization in some way in the story today where these kind of native British tribes and people were pushed to the West and the languages are becoming less and less common. So I'd really like to hear from you. What do you think about globalization? Maybe leave a comment on this podcast and let me know. Do you think globalization is a good thing? Is it good that the world is coming together? The world is getting smaller? Or do you think it's a bad thing? Do you think we should keep our cultures and hang on to these traditions as much as we can? The second word is another noun. This is assimilation assimilation or to assimilate. So if we're talking about cultural assimilation, this is the process where a smaller group, like a minority group or a culture, becomes more similar to the dominant group. So they will have the same values, the same beliefs, the same culture as the bigger group. And again, we saw this in the story today, where the Cornish culture was very distinct. They were considered a different race of people. But these days, if you travel from Manchester down to Cornwall, the people are basically the same. You know, everyone is very similar 
in terms of the cultural identity in the UK. So again, let me know what you think about this word. Can you see any evidence of assimilation in your country, either now or historically? And what do you think about it? Do you think it's always a bad thing? Or do you think there can be some benefits of assimilating to a dominant culture? Lots of things to think about today, but hopefully you found that interesting. Let me know what you think. If you like this kind of episode, I can do more similar ones in the future. So at the beginning of every podcast, as you know, I give you some kind of phrase or expression and I tell you the meaning at the end. But today, I'm going to tell you a little bit earlier. I want to tell you the meaning of the word level up. So if you level up your English, that means you are improving your English. So to level up means to advance to the next level, like in a video game, or it's when you kind of push something to a higher level of skill or development. So a concrete example could be if you want to level up your English, you might go from like a B1 intermediate level to a C1 advanced level. That's leveling up your English. So have a think about what other skills you have leveled up recently. What skills are you working on leveling up at the moment? Perhaps this is another thing you could let me know in the comments too. Lots of things to talk about. The reason why I want to talk about this phrase today is because I have a very, very exciting new course in progress right now. So my course is called Level Up English. I actually don't like calling it a course because I think it's much bigger than that. So this is an online super school, online super school. So Level Up English is going to be an online school where you can have everything you need to improve your English. I'm really excited about it and I really think it can help you a lot. So inside the school, there will be lessons on grammar, on pronunciation and accent. There will be reading and listening practice too. So every lesson, there will be kind of videos from me and perhaps other teachers as well. And everything will be separated into categories. If you want to level up your past tense skill, for example, you can open up the past tense course and study that, do some practice, read some stories. And one of the best things about Level Up English is it's not just like a textbook. If you want to, there will be grammar guides so you can review, but I think that's a bit boring. So what I am doing is creating real life English context for you to learn. So there'll be stories and articles and videos so you can see how the grammar is used in real life examples. As I said, it's still a work in progress. It's still being made, but I recommend signing up to the email list. So I will put a link to this in the show notes. If you have any questions, feel free to let me know. I'd be happy to help you. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. A little bit of history. And I will see you next week for episode 22 of the podcast. Have a good week. Bye bye.
you have been listening to the Level Up English podcast. If you would like to leave a question to be answered on a future episode, then please go to levelupenglish.school forward slash podcast. That's levelupenglish.school slash podcast. And I'll answer your question on a future episode. Thanks for listening.